I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, sifting through year goals, seeing what comes out in the wash. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 290, Panning for Gold. And a bit of fair warning, we have some mixed metaphors going on today. I came at this from two directions and couldn't quite ever settle on something that was harmonious and gave me exactly the right mix and the right vibe because I had this image a week or so ago of sifting. I had this image in my head as I thought about the new year. It seemed crystal clear in the moment, the way images sometimes do, so crystal clear that I had this entire discussion going on. I knew how this discussion went and it was happening in my head and it made total sense. And I kept thinking, okay, that's what I'm going to talk about. And then when I finally circled back around to pull this all together and really talk about it, I drew a bit of a blank, not a blank on the actual concept. The sifting is very clear, but a blank on what this thing was called. And I literally, I held my hands up. I made two fists in front of me. I was gripping some imaginary tray and I shook. I shook my hands. I shook that imaginary tray trying to figure out what that object was that was the central and key and pivotal thing in this entire scenario that had been going through my head. And when I did that, when I held my hands in front of me and shook, what came to mind was panning, panning for gold. And I thought, oh, that's it. Now, I know that wasn't it initially. Panning for gold was not the initial thing. It really wasn't. But in this moment, panning for gold sounded not only right, but kind of cool. What I was thinking of the other day was a colander, But when I came back to put the words in place, colander sounded kind of basic and boring and a little bit strange. It felt like there had to have been something else, something else that was holding this entire thought process together, something that was representing the process of sifting. I sort of couldn't fathom that I had been narrating this podcast in my head about a colander. Our colander is red and white, speckled, speckled marbled, splattered. I guess that's what it is. It's like a splatter. And it's really, really, really old. And it's chipping in lots and lots of places. And I try just not to think about it. I drain things and I rinse it out. And I just go on the way I go on with so many things. So I couldn't really accept that I must have been planning to talk about a colander. So when I was trying to find that elusive word, what would be right, I remembered that somewhere with the kids, somewhere along the way, we panned for gold, for fool's gold. There was a dinosaur 
Bones dig too, and it seems like that's all wrapped up together, but it's the panning, the scooping things up, the shaking, the seeing what is left, the mystery and the magic and the hope, the hope you have when you shake and you hope something good is left. That's what came to mind when I was trying to sort out the missing idea, the not a colander moment idea, the sifting was the key. But it was the tool, the context, the metaphor, the not a colander. That's what I was looking for. And the moment panning gold sounded right. And it sounded gold. It sounded golden. Of course, precious, mythical, magical, mystical. And yes, hopeful and optimistic. When you pan for gold, there's a little more to it than just shaking the pan. There is, in fact, a good bit of hand maneuvering, and there are all kinds of techniques you can use, just the right bit of personal technique. And, of course, you may be left with nothing after the water all shakes out. I went out later and looked up panning for gold because I knew it wasn't quite right, but I thought, well, let me see exactly what panning for gold involves. And I guess I've never properly done research before on panning for gold, Somehow, I don't think I'm going to find a source of gold and change my life. So I've never had the need to go out and do this research. But for you, for this show, I figured I should see if there was anything holding this idea together with the concept in my head. And I went out looking and learned that, really, panning for gold is not the best substitute for the colander metaphor. They both have a similar feel in some ways, but they work really differently. Panning for gold doesn't have holes through which the water drains out, through which the small stuff drains out, because instead you are often panning for something that is very, very small. And with the colander, on the other hand, you're doing just the opposite. You are retaining what is too big to slip through the holes and everything else is going to slide away, wash away. Back to the colander I went. I hate to admit that this show is about something so rudimentary as a colander. A colander metaphor for the new year. But that's the sum of it. Panning for gold sounds better. It sounds prettier. You can hold on to the one that you want. What they share is the sense that you start with a lot... And you winnow. You let those things that shouldn't be there wash away while you search for or hopefully hold on to what matters. In thinking about the new year and these first few weeks, this idea of heaping a whole bunch of stuff into a tray or into a colander and then watching things shake out and drain away came to mind because already certain things have fallen away. Much to my dismay, some of the things I really wanted to make happen this new year have already been derailed. Already, less than two weeks into the year, I've already fallen off the wagon in several areas. In some cases, I can try again. The benefits of making a change or adopting a new habit 
outweigh whether or not I successfully started on January 1. But in some cases, I had vague hopes of doing something daily, doing something for a year, for 365 days. And in some cases, that has already just not worked out. It's become clear it will not work out. There are some things that sounded like a good idea that just didn't fit. That we are, most of us, off of work on January 1 makes it easy, I think, to think all kinds of things are possible. And then January 2 hits and regular life picks back up and fitting all those things in may or may not work. Even fitting in one extra thing may or may not work because your idea to exercise more or walk more or get a certain number of steps or do this or go this place once a week or once a day, it takes extra time that may or may not be there in your schedule. And if you have a whole bunch of things that are each going to vie for more of your time, it just makes sense that not everything can fit. Some things are going to fall away. Maybe all the things you planned on January 1 worked for a few days. Maybe you had trackers set up and you dutifully tried to do each of these things every day, hoping that the things that really should stay and should stick would become clear. And after a few days, other things probably, one by one, started to fall away. It's really an okay process. It's really an important process. It's really a clarifying process. I don't think you should feel bad about the fact that you were overly ambitious on January 1 and you had a whole bunch of great ideas. And by the end of this month, you may be left with just a few, a few things that you really are actively doing. I posted a bit about doing a whole bunch of things with the start of the year, giving myself lots of options, giving myself a hopeful and proactive and empowered start. I was definitely overly ambitious, even in my what if planning, because I started a whole bunch of things on day one, things that I thought were small enough, were possible. Shiny allure of January 1 found me optimistic, hopeful, convinced this would and could and might be the year. And also committed to starting projects that might make a difference this year. And then, boom, back to work, back to school, back to reality. The rainy season set in. I hung on. I hung on for a few days. I did. I made a valiant effort. I checked things off the list. I looked at the list. I looked at the list and thought, oh, I need to do that. I need to do that and that and that to make sure I do that every single day, just in case. But then things started to slide. The sifting was already in progress and in process, even without me realizing it or activating that process. It just happens. It happens. It is a natural thing. You can throw everything you want at something and some things will stick. And you can throw everything you want into your bucket and some things are going to fall through. They're going to sift. There may be little cracks in that pan you don't even know are there. Things are going to sift. Gradually, I admitted that I know there are certain things that I wanted to do that just aren't going to happen. And at the end of the year, 
someone somewhere is going to have done some of these things that I was hoping to do. They're going to manage it for 365 days, and they're probably going to turn it into something, a book or a series or a line of this or that or some kind of stepping stone. And I am going to be kicking myself that I didn't manage it. That kills me. It does. It's not even good to admit it, but that kills me. But it's totally true. It's totally true. It's going to happen. Some people have a way different capacity for this bucket. And some people care more about certain projects. Certain projects that were in my bucket maybe shouldn't have been. And maybe didn't have or hold the same kind of spark and appeal for me. So I've had to admit that I can't manage some of the things I wanted. And you all knew that all along. We always know it about other people. We know it for other people. We even know it for ourselves. I knew it going in. I knew I was putting as much as I could into this bucket. This bucket is a way of safeguarding forward motion and activity and productivity and process. It is important to dump everything in that you think you might want to have a shot at. And then this process starts. And yet, it's not really a negative thing. There's something magical to this process. Something affirming and reassuring. I put a whole bunch of things into the mix on January 1. I'm going to go ahead and do all these things, I told myself. I'm going to go ahead and do all these things today and tomorrow and the next day and as long as I can until I can figure it out. I told myself, and that's what I told myself as I was loading up this mental colander. And then the natural movements of each day has shaken that colander, shaken and shaken and shaken some more. Some things have fallen through the holes, been sifted out, drained away. The things that are bigger, this is where we go back to a colander rather than panning for gold, but the things that are bigger, that have more mass, that are chunkier and heavier, they are being left behind. They are what is remaining for me, these shiny, real, tangible things in which I am invested. And that's the magic. It's only magic. If you look at it with shiny eyes, if you catch the glint, if you see those pieces that remain as precious, as valuable, as talisman, as things about which you care and can care and can feel good about caring. Panning for creative gold, not really gold, And remember that panning works almost in reverse, but you get the general idea. You start with a big pile, you shake it all up, and you get left with what is important. You have to think through how much free will there is in that, how much passion comes into play, how much you can or cannot control what happens, and how much you actually are controlling what happens based on what you actually do and how you devote your time and energy. But beyond all that, it's an interesting way of looking at it. It's an interesting way of understanding what we do at the first of the year and how it all balances itself out over time and how that is not really a bad thing. You can't do it all. A red and white splatterware enameled colander. Yeah, yeah, all your projects and hopes and habits and to-dos tossed inside and then shaken and the small things fall through the bottom. And you spin that just a little bit and you make that a black colander. 
Now that sounds much nicer to me, a black colander. And then all those bits become a little bit more kaleidoscopic. That seems even better. I can live with that image. I just flipped this really baseline image into something editorial or with an illustration bent. And I can live with that black colander, all these little bits, this little kaleidoscope of what may be. And we see what patterns are left once everything drains out. That's what I feel I've been doing, dipping a tray into the stew of possibility and shaking, letting things drain off. Sometimes shaking even without realizing it, shaking by virtue of spending an hour or so at night drawing a picture and not doing two or three of the other things on the list. We shake through our actions in many, many ways. What I hope and what I have to trust, what you have to trust, and this really does involve trust, is that somehow through some combination of rightness in the world and your own actions, however subtle or not, what you have to hope and trust is that what remains is in fact what is important. That the things falling away are things that are not as important or were not as important, that didn't have the same attachment or weight right now. That what sticks is going to matter right now and maybe in this year as a whole. Some of the things, as I said, when you see them shake out, you can push them aside and you can say, okay, well, I didn't make it yet, but I'm going to bring that back into the mix later and see if it sticks then. I still have a hard time knowing that some of my ideas for 365s aren't going to happen, but I'm facing what's left in the colander and what I see slipped through the holes with as much pragmatism and acceptance and grace as I can. I gave the first two weeks an optimistic and heartfelt start. I am giving myself credit for that. And not much new stuck. And I am thinking about what that means. It's not necessarily bad. It means something and it can mean lots of things. But I am noticing that the things that really, really stuck were already established and were already where I was and where my heart maybe is. And I was hoping to add on some of these other things and not everything works out. For me, the year has started off solid in terms of drawing. And really that is a big shiny thing for me. Why December was so challenging? I don't know. Why January has found me totally back on track? Eh, It's a little bit this and that. Back on track was sketchy and the 30 faces in 30 days definitely helps. And accountability system definitely helps. But I feel on track. I feel back on track. Last night, I fell asleep in the middle of my drawing while I was watching something. It just happened. And I set it down when I startled awake at one point and thought, you know, I might just not finish tonight. And that would be okay. I drew today. But Once I really woke myself back up, I picked it up and I sat there until I finished and I felt good about that. I am back on track. I am glad that I have been drawing mindfully, fully, keeping that start to finish mentality that I really enjoy. I've been doing that in January. It's a good way for me to start the year. It 
feels like I'm putting this foundation in place, which will launch me into this new year, this new 365, this new year of daily. And really, this is more important in my heart to me as an artist. And I hope this is somehow pivotal and important to wherever I am headed. That's still the unknown. But I hope that really what feels most rewarding and most enjoyable and most important to me is the right thing to be spending this time on. I hope that's true and that this is more important than the things that fell away. So I hope you are finding your way in these opening weeks, in this opening month, finding the right projects rising to the top or being left in the tray when everything else shakes out. I think the tendency is to overreach. I think many of us do that. We want it all. We think we can do it all. I think it is normal to find that some things stand out as the right projects or goals or areas of focus for right now and others fall away. And maybe you have a nice little combination, some things that are old and some things that are new. And I think that's pretty perfect if you're managing that. I hope you allow yourself grace for the whole process, that you let go of the things you can't manage right now and you don't get hung up on the loss or see that as some kind of failure or see that you've let yourself down. I really hope you don't get caught up in that. I hope instead you focus on what you are holding on to and what you are investing your time in and what you are doing, what you are doing that moves you forward. For those of you that decided to do a daily activity or another year-long project, I hope that activity and whatever it requires of you each day or a couple of times a week or in general in terms of your energy and inspiration and creativity, I hope that it's rising to the top. And for those of you that decided not to do a project like that, again, that is okay. That is really okay. There are so many other ways to structure your year and to make sure that you are creative throughout the week, throughout each month, and over the course of a year. There's so many ways to do that that do not involve a goal that you do not feel you can commit to or attain, something that you just don't want to set yourself up for. There's so many other ways to do it. I admit that I started something really small. I thought of it as an additional 365, and then I thought it could be the non-daily 365. And it made sense, and it actually fulfilled something I talked about last year. But I have some doubts about it. It hasn't panned out the way that I thought it might. I have my doubts, and that is okay. It may just be something I let go. And I might start something different. I might choose something else for a 365. I still have several things in process. And I still have ideas for other things, things that I could catch up on that are not daily. I do have a couple of dailies, and those are still okay. Some things fell away, some things didn't. Remember, committing to 365 of anything is a lot. And it needs to be something you love or at least something that is going to look super awesome in the end. So do what you love. Love what you do. It's really important. I'm going to talk about that a little more next. I hope overall you are feeling good about January, about the opening weeks, about this year, about where you are, what you are doing, how you are sharing, how you are moving forward. 
I hope you feel good about all of those things. And if not, stop and figure out what one thing you could do to change that. What is it that you can do proactively to change the balance, to change the equation, to give yourself the right frame of mind and the right support structure if that's what you need to move ahead and to adopt whatever it is that is shiny for you right now. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for today. That is it for episode 290. As always, I am Amy and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. That's O-A-M-Y-O-A-M-Y. You can find me in the Facebook group, the Creativity Matters Podcast group at Facebook. And a special thank you to those of you who support the show at Patreon or through any other method. Those of you at Patreon have made a big difference in the future of this show and in my day-to-day ability to view this show as viable. So I really do appreciate that. You can learn more at patreon.com slash creativity matters. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a great week, everyone. Mm-hmm.